0: Coming up on the FSR Sark Fighter podcast, Manny Lozano is here to help.
1: That when you have that, when when you have a sense of community, a group of people who are by your side or that you can lean on and just chat and talk with, um, you know, it, it does provide a better sense of life and you can find your life, whether it's the one you're living at now. And sometimes we've heard from people that they found their new life, right?
0: And Manny isn't the only one. We'll be hearing from FSR Senior Director of Development Angela O'Malley, who will tell you how to join a discussion with former New York Yankees great Bernie Williams, who, as it turns out, is also a Grammy nominee in the music world.
2: Bernie Williams is a four-time um, New York Yankees World Series champion. And um, since the devastating loss of his father, he's been really inspired to use his experience and platform to advocate um, for others through um, Ringel Ingerheim's Tune Into Lung Health campaign.
0: It's all coming up on the award-winning FSR Sark Fighter podcast.
2: This is the Sarkfighter podcast living with sarcoidosis and other rare diseases.
1: Here's your host, John Carlin.
0: Hello and welcome to episode 99 of the FSR Sark Fighter podcast. I'm your host John Carlin. This episode is brought to you by Atire Pharmaceuticals to learn more about their new pulmonary sarcoidosis trial called Evsofit. Visit stopsarcoidosis.org slash trial, and there is a link in the show notes. I hope you'll check that out and become a part of that clinical trial and get all of us a little closer to having the first drug ever developed specifically for sarcoidosis. I'm also excited to tell you a bit about the FSR, Annual Virtual Global Summit, actually a lot about it today. Uh, Impacted by sarcoidosis and looking for answers, FSR invites patients, their friends and family and clinicians to attend the 2023 Global Virtual Summit called Find Your Community, Find Your Life. Join FSR's biggest event of the year. This is November 3rd through the 5th, so it's coming up very soon of 2023, and you'll be hearing from some leading experts. You'll connect with others and get your sarcoidosis questions answered. Learn more and register now by visiting the FSR website, and there is a link in the show notes, and if you just go to WFSR, WFSR, if you go to www.stopsarcoidosis.org, you can also find a link there as well as in the show notes. And I can tell you that I'll be moderating two events this year, and the first is kind of a big deal. I'm not I'm not lying about that. On Friday evening on the eve of the summit, I'll be moderating a discussion about how music therapy can be very helpful for people with sarcoidosis, and FSR will be presenting a man whose name that you probably will recognize as he was a big-time baseball player for the New York Yankees. He played center field for the Yankees. He hit 287 home runs in his career. He was on four World Series championship teams for the Bronx Bombers, and he won four gold gloves. And I'm talking about Bernie Williams. In fact, the Yankees even retired Bernie's number, number 51, because he was one of the greats. And when you talk about the New York Yankees and you're one of the greats, that's saying something, right? Babe Ruth, Lou Gehrig, I won't even begin to go down Mickey Mantle. Um, I, I, I won't even begin to mention all of them. but in, in a group of great baseball players, Bernie Williams is also considered one of the greats. Well, since his retirement, Williams, who is, it turns out, is a trained guitarist. And he's focused on, on music since his retirement. He's released albums and received a Grammy nomination. So he's not just a guy in the back room picking around on a guitar, right? He, he, he is really, really, really good. And Bernie's father, unfortunately, died of ILD. And so Bernie became interested in helping people with lung disease. And so he will be joining us to talk about music and helping out Uh, and uh, I did speak a couple of days prior to this recording with Angela O'Malley of FSR about the event, and here's what she had to say about that evening with Bernie Williams. I want to bring in Angela O'Malley, who is the Senior Director of Development for FSR, and she is going to talk about this pre-summit event that is going on. Which uh, which has a major celebrity involved. Angela, uh, first of all, thank you for joining me here today. And secondly, uh, tell everybody how exciting this Friday evening event is to, to lead up to the
2: summit. John, thank you so much. We are so excited. We've never kicked off the summit before. And we thought what better way to um, help kick off this really exciting um, weekend for the community than with an evening to find hope and inspiration through music featuring Bernie Williams. Um, This event is Friday, November 3rd, um, and will take place from 4 p.m. to 5.30 p.m. Central Time um, and is exclusive for Summit attendees.
0: And Bernie Williams is kind of a big deal. He's, He's known a little bit in the music world, but he's better known for baseball.
2: He is he is a New York Yankees legend, actually, um, and also a Latin Grammy nominee. Um, Bernie Williams life was actually changed forever when he lost his father or his hero to interstitial lung disease. Bernie Williams is a four-time um, New York Yankees World Series champion. And um, since the devastating loss of his father, he's been really inspired to use his experience and platform to advocate um, for others through um, Bo Ringel Ingerheim's Tune Into Lung Health campaign.
0: Wow. So he is motivated. He wants to help. He's using his name uh, through through sports, but he's also you know, very highly thought of, obviously, with a Grammy nomination in the musical world. And so what is going to be happening is we're going to take a hard look at music as a therapy for people who are dealing with the stress of sarcoidosis.
2: Yes, you know, we we surveyed our community, John, and found that the overwhelming response um, from our community was that music helps improve their mood and helps people cope with the um, negative feelings and anxiety uh, that they experience as a result of living with or um, supporting someone impacted by sarcoidosis.
0: So if somebody's saying, wow, I, I'm kind of uh wondering how I could participate with this, or I didn't know if I wanted to sign up for the summit, but I now, now that I know Bernie Williams is going to be involved and we're <laughs> gonna have this big kickoff. So how how do people sign up? What happens next for them?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So people can visit our website, www.stopsarcodosis.org um, click on the main summit homepage and and uh, learn more about um, registering for the summit there, but just a couple clicks and um, you can learn more and register for the summit. Once someone's registered for the summit, we'll be able to send you a um, specific invite to join this um, virtual uh, uh, celebration uh, and pre-summit event the night before.
0: Awesome, Angela. I'm looking forward to being the host of all that. It's, it's going to be fun. I get to virtually meet Bernie Williams, too, which I'm very excited about.
2: Yes, we're so excited to have you help guide the conversation, John. We've got um, an esteemed panel um, as well featuring a clinician, a music therapist, a patient. We'll also have Mary McGowan, um, FSR CEO, join as well. So it's going to be a really robust conversation, and we can't wait.
0: Yeah, an all-star cast. So all-star
2: cast, exactly.
0: <laughs> all right, Angela. Thanks for joining me.
2: Thanks so much, John.
0: So thanks to Angela, and I hope to see all of you at the Bernie Williams event. And then, just quickly, uh, I wanted to let you know that I'll be moderating moderating a panel discussion on Sunday during the summit. And I'm just so excited to be able to to play a part. Uh, with the Bernie Williams part and then, and with this patient panel discussion on Sunday. During that discussion, we'll be hearing from a diverse group of individuals like you who are navigating the complex sarcoidosis journey, if you want to call it that. And then we'll be listening to them talk about their stories, their experiences, and insights, and hopefully, we'll help you gather some tools to help you navigate your own experience with sarcoidosis kind of like what we do here on the podcast except it'll be in a in a forum format and I'll be leading that discussion and we'll just be talking about uh, how sarcoidosis has affected the lives of different people who come from different walks of life and that'll be on Sunday November 5th from 11 to 12 Eastern time. So I look forward to seeing you there as well. So please go and sign up for the summit just as soon as you finish listening to the podcast or put it on pause, go sign up and come back, but listen to the podcast. So just a couple of life updates here in Roanoke, Virginia, the home of the Sark Fighter podcast. It's mid-October here in the mountains. The leaves are changing. It's going to be gorgeous here in another month or so. And uh, depending upon which tree you're looking at it already is but when when all the trees on the side of the mountain start to turn it's just simply amazing um, and I've always I've always thought of myself as an entrepreneur not that I've been great at it but my mind is always scheming for something interesting to do that would make me all kinds of money you know those those ideas that we all have in the back of our heads and and uh, I've always, been thinking about something that I could do with my life and and you know start a business, take an idea, take it from a a seed all the way through to fruition, you know provide me with with happiness. Um, and a few years ago, I will tell you, I've done this a couple of times. I took a plunge and you might be laughing at me now. I'm sorry, but i'm gonna I'm gonna put on my fish geek hat. I bought the local aquarium store. I don't know if I've talked about that on the podcast before, but I've had a passion for whatever lives under the water since I was a child, and that grew into me being an aquarium hobbyist, and I got more and more and more advanced and complicated with the aquariums that I kept, so now I keep very uh, sophisticated saltwater aquariums with special lighting and special filtration, and and I actually have live corals living in my fish tank, and so um, I got really into it. My middle son Ben was really into it in his uh, his teenage years. It was something we did together, and so we bought the local aquarium store. And, and then since then, we, we sold the store, but one of the things we, we learned was that there was a, a lucrative business in maintaining people's aquariums. And so um, we now have an aquarium maintenance business that, that does quite well. And so in addition to my primary job as a journalist, Ben and I, and my wife, Mary, have a fa- we have this family business and, and that's actually worked out. So I, I scratched my entrepreneurial itch there. And I'll tell you why I'm talking about this in a minute. Um, and then I will tell you that uh, that for about uh, four and a half years I had my own PR agency. I practiced public relations, and that worked out as well. Uh, unfortunately, or fortunately, until the gravitational pull of TV news sucked me back in, and now my my primary thing that I do is anchor the news here for the local NBC station, WSLS 10. Um, But uh, I am talking about the whole entrepreneurial thing because I've been impressed with a couple of local people who have done it very well. And every year I work with Junior Achievement of Southwest Virginia to create stories about business people who have done well. Uh, And then these stories are presented on the air. They're presented online and in person at a gala that I have hosted now for more than 30 years. Uh, it's typically attended by 300 people plus, and it's, it's labeled the biggest night in business in the Roanoke Valley, and I, I think arguably it is when you look at the, the audience. And, and so we always give out a number of awards at the annual gala. It's a fundraiser for junior achievement, but it, but it does very well. And so for the past couple of weeks, I've been putting together stories about local entrepreneurs, and I've spent a lot of time digging into their lives and I'm just going to very briefly share a couple of them with you. Cat um, Pascal is a woman who started a unique restaurant called Farm Burgessa, and basically that is the Hispanic word for burger. And then you combine that with the farm-to-table movement, and they came up with a made-up word, Farm Burgessa. Uh, and they have two locations, and both of them do phenomenally well here in the Roanoke Valley. and uh, It's a place that sells gourmet burgers, but these burgers have local ingredients, including the beef, which comes from a, a local farm. It's, it's grass-fed beef that is grain-finished. So I guess they fatten the beef up uh, after they live out in the pasture for most of their lives. Uh, but then they take, uh, in the restaurant, they take unique Colombian-inspired spices and flavorings, and these burgers are amazing. I, if, you, if you're going to vote for best burger in the Roanoke Valley, and there's a lot of options, uh, you may have never heard of Roanoke, but it's a beautiful little city here in, in the uh, western. It's the biggest city in the western half of Virginia. Uh, and, and Farm Burgessa has really taken off. And then in addition to that, Kat has started something called the Latinas Network, and she now helps hundreds of local women of Hispanic heritage find success in their lives. And so it's been very inspiring to dig into Kat's life, and uh, I'll be able to share a link to that story very soon. And I I will also share that this is kind of cool. For the first time ever, normally we have staff from the TV station come and shoot these stories, but there is a very high-end program here at the uh, at the local uh, school system uh, in Roanoke City Schools, and this story has been shot by high school students under the supervision of their teacher, who used to work at the TV station. He was one of our our top production people, and so it's 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 going to be interesting for me to see the finished product. But I will be surprised if you can tell the difference between what these students are doing and what my professional team at the TV station are doing. I am expecting that, based upon everything I have seen so far, that this is going to be an amazing story. So local high school students and then the story of Kat Pascal with her her restaurant uh, chain so far of two, Farm Bergesa. And then my second entrepreneur that I've been talking to is a man named Greg Terrell, and I, the first thing I have to tell you is that in downtown Roanoke, we have this iconic old fire station. And this fire station has been there since the late 1800s or early 1900s. I can't tell you what it is, but it goes all the way back to when when there was a fire in town. They rolled out of there with a fire truck that was pulled by horses, okay? That that tells you all you need to know. Well, the fire station is this beautiful building, and it's got that kind of iconic brick fire station look. Uh, It even had the poles where, you know, firefighters would sleep upstairs and they would slide down the poles so they could initially go out with the horses and then later go out with the fire trucks. And everybody wanted to save it, but nobody knew what to do with this historic fire station. And there'd been several groups, developers who came through, looked at it, said no, looked at it, said no, looked at it, said no. In the meantime, the fire station is just sitting there in a prominent location in the middle of downtown Roanoke. So, In comes Greg Terrell, and Greg's family has a history of making private label furniture at a plant right here in Roanoke. Of course, you know that um, going back to the George Bush administration, George W. Bush administration, um, we opened up our trade borders, became a world economy, and one of the things that our area lost here in Western Virginia, was two things. We were, we were big for textile manufacturing and furniture manufacturing. Well, all those jobs went to China or other places where labor was cheaper. But Greg's company kept on making furniture here in Roanoke. And you would never recognize the, the furniture, but what they do is you may go to a resort and be sitting on furniture that was made here in Roanoke. Greg's company makes it. They sell it to another company that puts their label on it, and then it winds up wherever it winds up. But it's high-end stuff. It's not not cheaply made, let's put it that way. And 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 he refers to his team as craftspeople, and they have the quality product to back that up, okay? So he was doing that for a long time in the background. Well, he decided he wanted to be more public-facing with his entrepreneurial spirit. So he has gone into Fire Station One and now opened up a furniture showroom in there. And, and But this gets even better. There's a furniture showroom, and the name of the furniture is Texture. I'll put a link in the show notes. I think it's T-E-X-T-R. I, I don't want to get it wrong, or T-X-T-U-R. Um, but it's amazing stuff. And it's the kind of the kind of thing that you would put in your home if you were going to have it for a long time. It's not trendy, but it does have its own unique look. Um, and and uh, I'm not trying to sell you his furniture. I'm trying to describe it to you. But it's but it's very it's very interesting. And uh, I think if you looked at it, that you would understand what I'm talking about. But but here's what what he's done on the entrepreneurial side. Lots of people have opened furniture showrooms. Well, they refurbished Refurbish the fire station. Then he decides, you know what? We need to put a restaurant in here. So now they have a restaurant called Stock with a beautiful, beautiful uh, bar. And a full time actual chef, not a cook, but a chef with this Nordic inspired menu. And then they took the area upstairs in Fire Station 1, where the firefighters used to sleep and live while they were waiting to be on call to respond to a fire at a moment's notice, and they've turned it into a boutique seven room hotel. And so one of the rooms that he showed me as we were working on the story is, and it's a gorgeous room, but they've left just enough of it there so you realize that you're staying in, in an old fire station. The, one of the rooms you can stay in is where they kept the hay for the horses. It was literally the hay loft, and there was this big hook on the ceiling where they would lift the hay up to the, it's either the, I think it's the third story, and they would keep the hay in there to feed the horses now there's just enough feel of that in the room. It's the original equipment, but you you realize that you're in that room where they kept the hay for the horses. I mean, and there's no smell. I mean, everything is, is gone. It is absolutely beautiful. And and this is a very expensive room, probably over $300 a night. Um, And so uh, this is, it is a boutique hotel, but here's what he's made, made work that I love on the entrepreneurial side is that, People come in to go to the restaurant, but then they can walk seamlessly into the furniture showroom and they sit on the couches, which are all set up to have conversations. So people will be sitting there, sipping their wine, eating their appetizers or whatever, maybe while they're waiting uh, for their reservation. Or maybe they'll just come in and they'll get a drink in the bar. And it's a very, very extensive and beautiful bar. Uh, and then just go out and sit with their friends and have a drink. But they're sitting on the furniture. Right. And it happens all the time. He tells me that people say, you know, I, I kinda like this furniture. I kinda like like the look of this. I, and and they'll go over and they will order furniture while they're sitting there having a drink. Or or if they come out of the restaurant, they'll 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 order the furniture or they'll stay in the hotel and they'll say, you know what, I loved my bed last night. They'll come down and they'll and they'll make a furniture order. So here is a guy who's figured out a way to refurbish, refurbish a historic building in the downtown of the city, make it a destination attraction. It's a hotel, it's a restaurant, and they're making custom furniture and selling it. And that's all worked out very well. And so I've been diving into Greg's life, into Kat's life, and that's, that's the big project I've been working on since the last time I talked to you here on the podcast. And I I, I love and recognize that entrepreneurial spirit, and I really, really um, just kind of fanboy for people who, who do it well uh, because I've had that spirit, and yet I've, I have not. I've done it myself but most of my life, I've been working for somebody else. That's how I've made uh, my living and supported my family. And then I've I, 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 and I had done well with the public relations business. but um, for most of my life, I've been working for somebody else. And I just really appreciate people who go out there and say, "You know what? I'm going to do it." And I'm talking about that today because neither Greg nor Kat have sarcoidosis. Uh, But I admire the quality in people that keeps them innovating, driving forward, and making it all work. And that's not unlike what we're all doing as we try to overcome sarcoidosis, right? I mean, we have a setback. We have a challenge in front of us. But we're determined to press on with our lives to not just survive, but to the extent that we can to thrive. And uh, maybe you're trying to thrive with a new normal. Maybe you're trying to redefine what success looks like, or maybe you're finding a way to get back to the best version of what always was. You know, I'm I'm arguably close to that, having been uh, in I'll, call, I'll use the word remission. Uh, maybe I should say that my sarcoidosis is controlled, and I do have some some permanent damage. So I can no longer run and, and do the type of things that I, I once did. I don't play basketball anymore. I'm not, I'm not nimble. I'm not quick. And I have to be careful. But, you know, I am back to, to in terms of my family and in terms of my professional career. And, and fitness wise, I've replaced running with riding my bike, as you've heard me talk about ad nauseum. I'm sorry. But I've made it all. I've made it all work and but i've i've done that kind of with that same spirit that comes from a part of my being that also appreciates entrepreneurs and i think it's that spirit that makes a difference for all of us and we need to recognize that and and I, so i just like i like sharing that with you i hope you find inspiration and as soon as uh, i can release these stories which have to be released to the public and at the gala first I can give you a link, and maybe you can just watch these little these little three minute segments and and learn more about Greg and his furniture business and restaurant and hotel and and cat with Farm Brigessa because I really really admire them for what they're doing. All right, listen, I hope you're enjoying the podcast, and uh, I want you to uh, to help me reach more people. So. Please uh, help me grow the show, share it on your social media, subscribe, and give the show a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, now getting back to that entrepreneurial spirit, my guest today for my main interview is Manny Lozano, Senior Director of Global Programs for FSR. He was in the Navy for 23 years as a hospital corpsman, and now he is in the medical nonprofit world helping guide the patient programs at FSR. He's only a few months into the job, and I wanted to give you a chance to meet him, hear what he's all about, and to learn about more ways that FSR can help you through Manny as you deal with sarcoidosis, maybe apply a little bit of that entrepreneurial spirit. And so Manny Lozano is coming up next. Here on the FSR Sark Fighter Podcast. I feel
1: like a zombie just it,
0: Hi, I hope you're enjoying the Sark Fighter Podcast. You may be wondering, what can I do to help? How can I be a part of the sarcoidosis solution? It's simple. Make a donation to KISS. Kick in to stop sarcoidosis. 100% of the money goes to the Foundation for Sarcoidosis Research. Look for a link in the show notes of the Sarc Fighter podcast. Welcome back to the FSR Fighter podcast. Joining me now is Manny Lozano. His title is Senior Director of Global Patient Programs for the Foundation for Sarcoidosis Research. Manny, welcome to the podcast.
1: Hey, thank you very much, John. Really appreciate it. Thanks for having me.
0: Sure. So uh, you're relatively new in this role. You've been there, what, about five months now?
1: Five months coming up. In a few days, I'll be there five months. Time flies.
0: So, so you, <laughs> you have been drinking the sarcodosis messaging like like it's coming out of a fire hose and trying to absorb everything that our crazy world is. How are you doing so far?
1: Uh, you know, I always say, John. Um, um, you know, you just uh, you know, you, we always start off with anything by dipping your toes in the water, and at some point, you just got to jump in. Right? It's going to be cold. It's going to be warm. It's going to be deep, or it may be shallow. You just got to jump in, figure it out, stay afloat, and then. Uh, in no time with enough uh treading water, you'll be swimming laps like uh like you don't even remember when when, when you were treading water. So uh yeah, it's definitely drinking from the high fire hose, but uh it's exciting every day. I learn something every day, and that's all you can ask for is opportunity, right? So
0: yeah, yeah. I'll tell you what, um I um <laughs> I I really appreciate your ability to just sort of jump in and, and get going with this. Uh, you, but you do have a background in health because you were in the Navy for 23 years. So how do you go from the Navy to helping a, a nonprofit foundation and all of us poor folks who are dealing with the effects of sarcoidosis?
1: Uh, I appreciate you saying poor folks, but I'm going to say the great folks, right? Um, so uh, I, I'll i be honest, I did uh, my time in the Navy, uh, 23 years, and I loved every minute of it. And along the way, I just decided to, you know, prioritize my family a little bit more. So that's what that, uh, that's what made me uh, transition there uh, earlier this year. And, you know, I started off my uh, civilian journey as as the military folk like to say, um, you know, looking for work and kind of seeing what was out there. I also wanted to challenge myself. I do this to myself, so I'm 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 gluttonous for pain. So I do this kind of to myself and I wanted to do something that was maybe a little bit challenging and outside of my uh skill set um as being a medic and and you know practicing medicine in the navy. So um I had some leadership stuff that yeah, I really like to do leadership uh type of management of people and programs and things, so I kind of had that going for me. So as I started looking for work, I, I came across this uh, posting um, for uh, FSR, and um, as I started to just do more research, I just started to just kind of buy into a little bit more. Um, a part of that research was I found that there was over 20,000 veterans that uh, are sar- diagnosed with sarcoidosis, and that really kind of drew me in um, as veterans, you know, are often forgotten and similar to that Um I saw that in the PACT Act uh, that came out uh, through the VA, sarcoidosis is actually listed on there as a condition that they're looking to maybe get some more, um, you know, funding and energy and and, and resources uh, poured into. So, I maybe I saw that as an opportunity. I saw that as an opportunity for me to maybe lend a perspective and a different um, point of view being a veteran myself um, and having done some tours overseas um, to maybe, you know, just provide a different perspective than maybe the organization was or wasn't looking at um, and just kind of try to help that community. Aside from that, the entire community with sarcoidosis. But um, that's ultimately what kind of drew me in. And then through the process, you know, interviewing, getting to meet the team and the people, I just, I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't stop. <laughs> I had to get this opportunity. I, I, I had to, you know, I prepared as much as possible because I did not want this one to slip through my fingers. Um, as I found it an opportunity for them and an opportunity for me to grow and develop as well. So that's why, you know, and luckily, you know, everything worked out. And that's kind of why we're here.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So. So, what is uh, what is the senior director of global patient programs? Well, I mean, what is it that that they have you doing in your day to day life as you try to help the foundation? Um, so, uh,
1: in, in this position itself is uh, a little bit new. In the past, uh, it was just a uh, patient programs director, um, but with the um, with the new uh, FSR GSEA, the F- FSR Gla- Global Sarcoidosis Clinic Alliance, you know, the organization strategically and from a, uh, you know, from a standpoint of making sure that they reach everyone in all communities, um, I think the GSCA will stood up to ultimately try to be global at this point, right? Um, it says it in the title, and it's, it's truly the initiatives and the projects that we're working on are focusing in that arena. So um, that's, of what I do, I kind of help them develop strategies and, and key initiatives and, and sustain those strategies and initiatives to ultimately try to branch out not just uh, serving the people within the United States, but also trying to have more of a reach in that global um, area uh, and, and environment. So um, it's a lot of work. It is a lot of, uh, uh, you know, things that go um, behind the scenes to try to make that happen. And it's ultimately, it's, you know, chipping away at a big rock, right? You, you, you got to start somewhere. Um, so I do a lot of that. Um, also, I, I uh, you know, I lead a, a, a colleague of mine um, as, as her immediate supervisor in the management of the day-to-day, you know, uh, functions within the organization, making sure our trackers are up to date, making sure that we are training new volunteers and that we're keeping up with the times, as well as, um, you know, recruiting for the GSEA or recruiting for any of our other volunteer programs that we have within the organization and um, managing, you know, uh, events and um, projects uh, such as the summit, you know, um, in-person event, like one that we kind of got coming up in March. Um, So a lot of work around the clock type of work, um, but nonetheless, uh, you know, I'm blessed to have this opportunity. And, um, but that's kind of what I, what I do here, and I, I answer directly to Mary, our CEO, and any of her initiatives or, or organization um, guidance um, uh, in, in, in support of our mission, which is ultimately to find a cure, I kind of just get out there, saddle up, and, you know, try to do the best that I can, put the best foot forward.
0: Yeah, well, I'll tell you what. So, I appreciate, because you and I interact uh, fairly regularly, um, because you are the staff person who uh, helps the um, Patient Advisory Committee, uh, of which I'm a member, and I want to say thank you for, for keeping us on track, keeping us going, and asking our opinions about some of the different things the foundation is doing, so, so, so thank you very much for that. Um, I want to circle back a little bit because, um, first of all, I am remiss in not having already said thank you for your service,
1: Uh, not a problem it was an honor to serve so thank you john i appreciate that
0: well i tell you what i have a ton of respect for those of you who who have served in the military and gone and you mentioned you did a couple of tours where did you go
1: um aside from just uh you know country x y and z i think we'll leave it at that uh i did do a tour uh, a boots on ground tour with uh the marines in um in Ramadi, Iraq, uh, that was back in 2007, I believe. Uh, wow, time flies, right? Yeah, um, yeah. So I got to do a uh, combat tour with with the Marines in the, in, in Iraq, um, and I've you know visited. I've also had opportunities to not be in combat all the time. You know, I've gotten to see Asia, Europe, you name it. I think I've hit it, um, and it's it's been a blessing. Um, nothing that I would ever saw myself doing when I was 18 years old but so glad that I made that decision. Um, and aside from, you know, getting to see all these countries and getting to do all these tours and deployments overseas, you know, ultimately met some great people along the way um, and, you know, has led me to kind of putting myself in a position to be with this organization. So I think that that's uh, you know, I can look back and say that that decision was not a bad one. So.
0: Yeah. Uh, that, uh, that, uh... I'm I'm really envious of that. I'll tell you what, you know, you guys, you've, you've seen so much. You mentioned you did the combat tour. You're a Navy guy. I mean, were you were you on the ground or were you on a ship when all that was going on?
1: Yeah, so it's a little fun fact. That I'm glad you asked that. Uh, so the Marine Corps, um, um, they are Department of the Navy. They will never tell you that, right? Or right, when you right. tell them, they'll say that they're the men's department, right? It's a little running joke inside uh-huh. the military. Um, but they do not have medics of their own. So they um, they basically take the medics that the Navy trains um, and you know gives them a little bit of extra field uh, medicine um, um, schooling and 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 um, um, training. And we actually support Marines as well. So we're, Navy medics aren't just on ships or submarines or any of the other units. We also support the Marine Corps. So when Marines need medics, um, we get assigned to Marine units as well. So.
0: So so you were on the ground then? Oh yeah I mean were you, were you supporting firefights and so oh stuff? yeah. <laughs> Definitely boots on ground. I was there. <laughs> Man, so so you're you're the guy that when if a soldier gets wounded, they bring them to you? Uh yeah. So yeah,
1: they call us doc, right? It's a term of endearment, but it's a term of respect that you kind of have to earn with those guys by doing the things that they do and and you know, breathing the air that they breathe. Um, but once you get that title, you know, it's one that comes with a lot of responsibility. But yeah, um,
0: we're the guys, we're it. <laughs> wow. Wow. So uh, now and now you are living in Missouri, right?
1: Uh yep, correct.
0: And and so you you're able to work remotely with FSR. I guess you know, the the pandemic. I I think it's a blessing to be able to work remotely. I think I would really enjoy. You know, I'm sitting in my home office right now. I've got my fish tank behind me. My dog Dougal is sitting on the chair and, you know, I'm just very comfortable. I'm very happy. I'm not dressed up. Um, it's it's nice to be able to just work from home, isn't it? In terms of your family life and your work-life balance.
1: Uh, it's great. I, I, I can't, can't deny that. I used to like, I used to tell people I used to be going like 80% at least at my last scene, I was gone 80% of the year. So there was far and few times that I got to see my family. So I get to see them every day. I could take my kids to school, at, you know, from time to time, like these things, these moments uh, that, you know, people may take for granted, um, you know, that I just see as like blessings and just, you know, things that I got, I, I missed out on for, for a lot of their lives. So um, I love working from home. I appreciate this opportunity. I, that's why I sometimes work so hard. I don't want this one to go away.
0: So there you go. Uh, very much so. So had you even heard of sarcoidosis when, before uh, you started looking around for a job in the civilian sector?
1: No, I, I hadn't. Um, and, uh, the, you know, like I said, once this opportunity, I did a little more research and got to learn some more. That was one of the the attractions, right? Um, because if I hadn't heard of it, and I was a medic, right? I was a mm-hmm. clinician as well, right? Um, if I hadn't heard of it, who else hasn't heard of it? And how do we, you know, try to spread that message and get the word out, right? Um, I think FSR is leading the charge in that um, front. Um, lot Still a lot of work to do. And, you know, I'm appreciative of the opportunity to help them, you know, in that charge and in that fight to get the word out. Um, I think we're getting there. The time is now for sarcoidosis. It's said all the time, but we are making some big strides here in this space and very exciting times right now.
0: Yeah. All right. So, so now you're you're working on the summit, which is coming up. Ah, uh, so let's first of all, if people listening are not aware of the the FSR summit, why don't we just give a broad overview of what that is, and then we'll talk about some of the different things you're working on. How's that sound? Sounds good.
1: All right, perfect, Don. So yeah, so uh, you know, for everybody, um, just the FSR Global Sarcoidosis Summit is. This is its third uh, version of the event. Um, This started back uh, three years ago. Um, It is our largest event in uh, within the organization that we offer to not only sarcoidosis patients, but care uh, caregivers, loved ones, supporters, uh, people living with sarcoidosis, um, also clinicians. We offer this to them as well. It is our largest event. It is. If you've ever been to a conference, um, I just like to describe it like that. If you've ever been to a conference in person, it's literally a conference, but just be through a, a virtual platform. Um, so uh, with that being said, if, you know you, we have some sessions that we offer. I believe this year we're offering 16 different sessions. Um, that'll di- uh, provide you with different topics and and discussions um, within those sessions. Um, we're providing some interactive opportunities throughout the event to just kind of come together and have open, open discussions via Zoom rooms um, with some other people who are going through the same journey you are and or are supporting someone going through the same uh, journey you are. Uh, we also have some Opportunities for chat boards. We have virtual booths, just like you would at any in-person conference. Uh, I want to say right now, we're at over 25 of our GSCA members who have um, said that they will be providing a virtual booth at, at this event. We also so what, have-
0: what would that be? What would be an example of a, of a booth?
1: Perfect. That's a great question. Um, yeah. So the booth will have anything from, you know, information about the organization itself that's providing that booth. Um, if they're providing any support groups and uh, within their uh, their specific clinics, if they have any information, if they're doing any walks coming up, if they're doing fundraising events, um, if they, uh, you know, some of their providers who are uniquely focused on um, sarcoidosis, um, they will be providing that type of information. Also, point of contact with people who you can contact within that organization if you'd like to start looking at receiving some care there and or you know jumping on one of their support groups some of our volunteers information will also be on that information because through the GSCA our volunteers are um, a part of those clinics uh, to an extent. So they're not staff members, but they are volunteering specifically for that clinics. And they're the ones who manage and run support groups and some of the outreach events that are happening within that clinic or that area uh, where that clinic lies in. So um, that's some of the information that's going to be happening uh, with those uh, virtual boots. So it's a lot of... Uh, you know, extra tools for your tool belt, as I like to say, so bring your tool belt. And by the end of the event, you're going to have a pretty full tool belt um, of information um, that you can take forward uh, to, you know, better support your care and your journey.
0: Yeah. So, and I've looked at this uh, uh, quite extensively, although just not in the past few months. So I'm, I'm doing this a little bit from memory, but I've been a part of the last two summits Um and so so if you go to a conference you'd be walking down a hallway in a hotel or conference center and the various groups would have their physical booths set up and you'd stop by and you'd chat with them and you'd look at their literature or you'd take a sticker or a pen or you know something that they might be handing out and um and and you'd get to know a little bit more about them so uh, virtually when you do that, you look at this, uh, a screen full of essentially tiles that you can click on. And when you click on that tile, oh, there's XYZ Pharma Company, right? And they're telling you about the latest research that they're doing with a specific drug or a clinical trial and that sort of thing. Um, or if it is a clinic and people are looking for a place for care, um, then and you've got multiple clinics set up, right? And these are all part right. of the, the the global sarcoidosis network. Uh, that's, I, 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 that's a long term. What is <laughs> what is the specific term? I know I didn't get it right.
1: No, that's fine. Um, it's the Global Sarcoidosis Clinic Alliance.
0: Clinic Alliance, yeah. yeah. So, and with so basically, hospitals that specialize in sarcoidosis are we've created this alliance. Uh, FSR has, and and you've got a lot of those already lined up. To, uh, to answer patients' questions. And so somebody can come by and they can chat and they can see what's going on, right? And choose, yeah, uh, uh, because so many people come on the podcast and they say, I, there's no doctor in my area that specializes in sarcoidosis or, or that has even heard of sarcoidosis. So I drive personally, me, seven hours to go to Cleveland, to the Cleveland Clinic, because that's where I found the specialty care that I felt like I needed and wanted. Um, and and there's a lot of people out there looking for that connection with somebody that really knows what's going on with sarcoidosis. So so that's one opportunity for patients. And then then we've got three days of programming uh, that we could talk about. And I know that I'll be uh, hosting a special session on Friday night, and then also hosting the patient panel discussion. Uh, with three other sarcoidosis patients, and that'll be Sunday, November fifth, from eleven to twelve Eastern time, and just talking to talking to patients about what their life is like with sarc. But what else can people expect if they sign up for the conference and they then they spend the weekend attending virtually? Yeah.
1: No that's perfect. Um yeah, so I mean uh, aside from those two uh, highlight points on um, this uh that you mentioned John. Um this year we wanted uh we you know we 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 look at and we change the theme every year. This this year's theme is uh find your community, find your life. Um and that was uh that was not something we just pulled out of the air, you know, a lot of work went into that um through the patient advisory committee right and some other committees as well. Um as well as you know extra conversations within the organization and um you know that was is the theme that we landed on um and because we we understand the power of community right um um while you know community ultimately you know right now there is no cure for sarcoidosis and while community won't give that to you it but what we found through research and through some of the uh um um um, things that have been published out there is that when you have that, when when you have a sense of community, a group of people who are by your side or that you can lean on and just chat and talk with, um, you know, it it does provide a better sense of life and you can find your life, whether it's the one you're living at now. And sometimes we've heard from people that they found their new life, right? Um, by just joining or becoming a part of a community. So with that being said, we focused a lot of our topics that are gonna be uh, That we're going to deliver throughout the two and a quarter day event. Um, And we focused on that we really went in we did a lot of work to really bring some of these topics to like uh, to to light so um, some of the topics that you know we'll be having this year's, you know, unique ones that we've never had in the past, um, such as like find your veteran community. Right. That topic itself. Well, it's not find your veteran uh, community. It's find your first responder community that's going to f- focus on veterans and uh, um, first responders, um, because we do understand that not only veterans, but also first responders, some that were involved in the 9-11 uh, um, event. Um, you know we're starting to see that there's a you know higher risk for them developing or being diagnosed with sarcoidosis so we're focusing on that so that they can have a sense of community as well and connecting with other people that you know look and and feel and and and, and talk like them um the patient panel discussion that's another one where we're looking to bring people in and get get it from a you know get some uh information from a patient perspective because sometimes you go to these uh, um Conferences and it's just directed from a clinician standpoint to a uh, you know to patients. Well, we're looking to just kind of do it a little bit differently. Um, that event itself has ha- did happen last year and it was one of our most popular uh, events. It got nothing but high ratings and people wanted it to come back, so we made sure that it came back. Um, we also have other events that are going to be focused on you know community buildings, i.e., such as our plenary uh, plenary speaker. Um, his uh, he is Sean Doyle. Um, he has done a lot of literature and has created a guide, um, kind of like a roadmap, um, a checklist, per se, um, on how, you know, building community uh, and leading to better health. Um, he is going to be providing us with that sort of perspective and, 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 and speech and information within uh, his session. It's going to kick things off. It's going to get everybody kind of you know jazzed up and full of energy to kind of maneuver and navigate the next two days of sessions. Um and along with that, he's he's offered to provide his uh his roadmap, his uh checklist for free to everybody um, that will attend the summit. So that's another opportunity to come to the summit and get something tangible that you can actually take away with you. He's going to be giving that away for free for every member that attends the summit. Um, more information, we'll post that up on the site once it gets a little closer, but that's another uh, opportunity to just come and listen to somebody different from a keynote perspective. And then as we navigate the journey and we go through the different topics, you know, we bring back some of our sarcoidosis 101 topics such as neuro pulmonary sarcoidosis and cardiac sarcoidosis throughout this event um, for those people who um, maybe haven't heard you know those type of topics who are not as new to the um, to sarcoidosis space but so also to, for some of our new patients who are just beginning their journey and navigating it we brought those topics back and we bring those back every year because we feel that those are important um, to highlight every single year as some of our people just need to hear it again or need to hear the latest news um, within those.
0: That's what, that's um, what gets me. I um, want to know the latest, you know, I'm latest, a neurosurgeon right. guy. Uh, I never thought I'd be saying that, but, but uh, uh, among your categories there, that's me. And if there's anything new, I certainly want to know about it. Yeah. yeah. And exactly. so, so I would just, uh, I would just just look at the calendar and attend that session. And And I don't want to put you on the spot, but do you know who's speaking at that particular event yet?
1: Uh, yeah I can get that for you really quickly okay. um we do have that pulled up but um um aside from that while I get that pulled up um yeah. you know ult- ultimately that culminates uh in, in along the journey and as you get into network and meet people um that it, it ends with a um uh, a session that is very unique to this year and this is you know through a lot of hard work we're going to bring in um a chef uh a professional chef and she's going to provide a overview of um an anti-inflammatory diet and how um an anti-inflammatory diet excuse me um you know helps promote better wellness and you know a better approach to you know um the whole holistic approach to better outcomes um for your uh the condition of sarcoidosis and not just sarcoidosis but rare conditions and chronic illnesses um so she's not only going to give an anti-inflammatory overview she's actually going to do a live cooking session session Um, and you're able to follow along with that session and see, you know, just create something a little healthier, very uh, tasty. Um, And it's focusing on anti-inflammatory components um, so that, you know, you can kind of get a little bit more of a tool in your tool belt um, with that. Um, So we're very excited about that one. And then at the end of that session, we'll break bread together because a part of Sean Doyle's, our keynote speaker uh, message is Breaking bread is a big part of it, right? Coming to together with, through a meal, um, having a sense of community. So as a community, we'll break bread together. We'll get to enjoy each other for a few more minutes as we share a meal and then you know leave the event uh, at that point. But um, so it's it's a whole journey. It's, it's, it's packed full of events. Um, we'll be able to share some of that information with you guys. Um, but as, as you said, just kind of answering your question, it's Dr. Jeff Gelfand he's a world renowned uh neurosarcoidosis expert um so he's going to be delivering the sarcoidosis 101 neurosarcoidosis session that happens uh from 1 to 2 p.m. central john and that's going to be from november 4th and that's on a saturday
0: yeah and just you know speaking as as a neurosarc per- person mm-hmm. there's so few people who have sarcoidosis and then neurosarc is just a very very small percentage of that like maybe 5% of all SARC patients have neurosarc or something. So, you know, it's hard to find a, a place where you can go and sit and have somebody talking just about that narrow field of focus. And then you, you pulmonary of course is that's 90% of all patients, mm-hmm. but then you've got cardiac and we've, I've had a lot of cardiac patients on the, on the show. Um, so uh, all those different topics are out there. Um, and and Manny, I will I will point out that uh, the there is a fee you have to when you sign up there is a fee, but you guys you work all year to put this thing together. You're you're moving heaven and earth, and you're bringing all the top people in the entire field around the world uh, together for this one weekend. Um, I can you I feel like the fee is justified, right? I mean, you 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 got to do it just to break even. Right. It's, it's not like it's a big money maker for you guys, but you got to charge that fee. Right.
1: Yeah. And, and thanks for bringing that up, because that is uh, something that we just have to explain, um, because all of our um, programming throughout the year is free of cost. We We charge nothing to anybody for all of the programming that we do throughout the year. And because this event is so big and because we do have, you know, we do bring in a um if, if we were to do this via Zoom, it just wouldn't work, right? Um, so we do bring a platform which is called swap card into this event, and that platform itself for allow us to offer the many things that we offer throughout the event is is a little costly and is a little pricey. And like you said, we Uh, We would love to break even, but we don't even do that. Right. Um, So, um, but it's understood that, you know, the the work is necessary for us to do this. So we'll do it. But unfortunately, we do have to charge a price and prices. At this point, the early bird uh, registration has closed, Um, so the price at this point is $75. We do have our offers limited scholarships, and there are still some available, so for people who aren't able to afford that, you can always submit a scholarship. We review those every week, um, and we try to grant as many scholarships as possible um, to the event, and we still have quite a few uh, scholarships available, so... Um, yeah, we do have to charge for the event, but uh, I agree with you. I think that the fee is justified in my opinion as well. Um, We've heard from many other patients that, you know, reoccurring patients, some patients show up every year and feel that the fee is you know, it's it's is marginal compared to what they gather and what they get out of the right. event. Um so um this is also a global event. So I think that you know when you come into an event like this, you're you think that you're just gonna maybe meet people from your local area or maybe just within the country, but you're gonna right. actually get to meet people from throughout. The world, as we have many of our attendees be um, international uh, partners and um, people who come from other organizations, because there are other sarcoidosis organizations throughout the world, Um, you know. um, So I think it's you know it's it's, just it. the, the fee may look like a lot up front, but I think when you leave the event and, you know, many quotes that I've heard before, you know, this event changed my life is, is, is the type of theme that people go to. Um, you know, I will attend year after year and we see those reoccurring members come back. Um, so I think it is definitely um, uh, something that, you know, we we try our best to not raise the prices and we actually kept at the same prices last year for this year. Um, So, uh, you know, we always look at that as one of those things that if we can mess around with it and maybe uh, keep it where we're at, we will always make that effort to uh, not try to raise that price for people because we understand, you know, it does come at a cost, Um, you know, like I said, every year we look to go bigger and better. Um, Art, this you know normally it's about 300 to 350 people joining the event Um, so uh, you know everybody out there if you could help us out we're looking to set the record this year we're looking to go bigger better faster every single year because that's what a good organization should be striving for so we're looking to break 400 so uh, I challenge all of us to come together and you know try to break the record this year and set a new set
0: a new bar and set a new standard for future events as well yeah, no, and I think that's a good point. And, and pre-pandemic, uh, there were summits that were live and in person, and then you had to get on an airplane and fly or drive <laughs> a long distance to go, and you had to pay for a hotel room. And so you're looking at a 1000 a to $2,000 weekend by the time you take care of all those types of things. Um and and now for sixty dollars, you can you can sit at home and 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 you can have access to all those things and and in a post pandemic way where we're all very comfortable. I have many people through through this uh, podcast that I have met online only, but I feel like they're friends, colleagues, people I know, people I now exchange emails with, and uh, you know, I I just consider that I haven't haven't sat down and uh had a beer with them or something like that, but I feel like I know them and that's just the way it is right now. And 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 this is an opportunity to network and have that sense of community that way. So and it's a lot my point is is I started out saying it's a lot cheaper (laughs) to to just (laughs) sign up right than it is to, to get on a plane or get in your car and go pay for a hotel room. So yeah.
1: And and I'll be honest, John, and you know some of this opportunity to keep it, you know, um the pricing where it's at, you know, um is, you know, also because, you know, because we do also do have, you know, some of our corporate sponsors, right, um, you know, so we're, we're always grateful for their support, they allow us to keep the pricing, you know, a little bit on the lower end, um, you know, you know, some some of our, you know, corporate sponsors such as a tire pharma, you know, Ken Mallinckrodt or Accentria like 23 and me you know allows us to be able to put on such a robust event um um and at the same time you know try to keep the pricing at, at the lowest price point that we can do and that's truly what what it is right now the lowest price point that we have um and then also to, bring them back to the table next year and show them what we're capable of doing so that we can continue to keep these events going. Right. Um, so, uh, you know, I, we, we couldn't do it without them. So I, I, I'd, I'd be remiss if I didn't you know, mention them cause I got to give them a big shout out as well. Um, as far as that, you know, some of our platinum sponsors that, that I mentioned earlier, such as a and Ken event will also be, uh, Having a couple of sessions within the event, they're going to bring some information to some of the latest research and studies that are happening on in the field, um, be able to provide uh, those sessions will be plenary sessions where there'll be standalone sessions where everybody can go and just listen to the latest. Like you said, you want the latest and greatest. They're going to be there speaking on the latest and greatest what's coming up for the future and and, um, uh, things like that. So, uh, you know, this is a good opportunity for people to not miss out on this event. And if you happen to be out there and you're saying, oh, that weekend's booked up for me, um, totally understand. Um, Our platform will be open for 60 days post-event. All our sessions will be recorded. Um, And even if you attended the event and maybe you had to attend uh, one session and weren't able to attend another, this opportunity is open to you all as well um, because uh, we we find it valuable to be able to go back and maybe uh, you missed something on one day or you weren't available. You can go watch any of these sessions live, um, excuse me, not live, but recorded and, you know, be able to, you know, kind of, you know, just take it, take it all in um, within 60 days of this, of the event closing.
0: Yeah, that's good. So that's because it is one weekend and, and mm-hmm. people are busy anymore um, so, but that that'll still be there. Um, you mentioned Twenty Three andme Me, and I just want to remind people that we had some folks from Twenty Three andme Me here on the podcast, and what they're looking at is is to see if there are genetic markers that indicate for a predisposition for sarcoidosis. Um, and I I think that's something that fascinates people, and so. I'm really glad to hear that they're that they're on as a sponsor of this event, and that uh, will they have a booth as well?
1: Um, actually, uh, yeah. So right now, Twenty Three and Me, I'm looking. I believe they're yep, yep. We're building the booth for Twenty Three and Me, so Twenty uh, Three and Me will have a booth as well. Um, I'll, uh Angela and Stacy, you know, that are part of our team, are you know working diligently to uh, build all these booths and create the most uh, informative information. But to answer your question, yes.
0: Yeah. Well, just, you know, that's the kind of thing yes. that, that FSR is facilitating. And uh, I just want listeners, you know, maybe they've only listened to this one podcast for all I know. I mean, we, we tend to have a lot of return listeners and, and thank you listeners for that. But um, but that's just the type of thing that without FSR you don't galvanize all these different groups that are coming at this from so many different ways. You, know, you you've got a tire and kind event who uh, I'll, I'll repeat their names because they sponsor the podcast um, in return for, for uh, that's, that's part of their deal with FSR. And, and I'm happy to help out as a volunteer, but um, if it wasn't for FSR, all these different groups would not have a place to just sort of gel and come together. And now when we have the summit, then then they come together with the patients as well. And, and it's just something that has to happen, right? I mean, it really makes it all work.
1: Uh, I totally agree. Um, you know, back to the theme, right? Like I keep saying it. And and John, you've heard me say this, you know, at some of our meetings and, and stuff like that. It may not be fine to com- find your community, but it takes a village. It genuinely takes a village to get anything done. It was It was no different in the military, right? It was no different than, you know... When I was in high school, right, wherever you are in life, it it genuinely takes a village, and it's not always just about you know finding you know a community or helping through your journey within sarcoidosis, but just anything in life takes a village, right? You just can't do things alone, Um, and when you do, you know, sure you'll be able to take care of some things alone along the way, but ultimately to be successful at life and get things truly accomplished the way you want to see them, it takes a village. Um, So and 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 as always john i'm sure people come on your podcast always think you know we thank you john thank you for ta- you know saying that fsr is doing all of these things to bring people together and create villages and community but we can't do it without people such as yourself our volunteers that are out there grinding every single day um um, um you know and and putting out you know informative um doing outreach providing as much information to people you use your platform to you know also raise awareness you know you 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 work like you said earlier till 11 o'clock at night right no different than anyone else you know you do it to yourself because you have a passion for it um and that's why you know we were very grateful um for those of you who don't know out there uh we were able to uh you know honor John um that uh, this past May um during our inaugural uh, awards gala um for the organization. So it's the first of its kind. It was an amazing event. and we were able to honor John um during that event for all of his relentless efforts and work and you know, um um his platform and everything that he does for the community. So um thank you for saying the words that you said about us, but i I, I can't miss the opportunity to say thank you to you, John. I mean you, you are a pioneer you're leading in, in in ways that you probably don't even uh think you're leading in but uh we 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 would be uh we would be wrong if we didn't take this opportunity and every opportunity also thank you to you and also out there to thank you to all the volunteers and the people who are out there doing the real work right so right. thank you for that
0: right right well again and and, th- and thank thank you for saying that manny um again I'm just a guy sitting in what uh, <laughs> Was my son's bedroom before he went <laughs> off to college and graduated, raised a family, and you know, uh, and, and I've got a a little bit of a background with uh, with broadcasting, and so um, I set up a microphone, a podcast studio, and started talking to people about sarcoidosis, and that's that's really all I do. Uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, I'm glad to see that people are interested and and that they're listening, and 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 thank you again for the award. So if people want to sign up for the summit, and I, I know I'll put a link in the show notes, but let's say they're listening right now and they just, they're so excited about our conversation. They want to do it right now before they forget. And I think they should, what do they do? Uh,
1: so you can uh, please just visit uh, stop sarcoidosis.org forward slash summit dash 2023 forward slash that's again, stop forward slash summit dash 2023 forward slash, and then it'll get you to the link. Um, And like I said, in this link, uh, you will also be able to purchase your ticket. And if you'd like to uh apply for a scholarship, there's also a register here
0: button that will allow you to do that as well. So that will give you a, a break on the cost to get into the summit.
1: Yeah. So just, it'll, it'll be no cost to you. If, if you're granted the scholarship it will be zero cost to you.
0: Well, that's good because, you know, there are a lot of people who yeah, they're we we hear about people who don't have the money for for daycare, you know, for that, childcare, right. so they can go see their doctor, that's right? right? So they don't go, uh, and and money is an issue for people, and so, um, but but we want you know those people have sarcoidosis too, and so if you were able to uh, provide those scholarships for those folks, that's that's really good. Well, Manny, thank you so much for joining me here on the podcast today. We've talked about a lot. We're glad to have you on board. <laughs> I know that you are learning so much about sarcoidosis that you never thought that you would have to know uh, after your after your time as a hospital corpsman in the Navy. Uh, but we appreciate you bringing all that background and expertise to our particular cause.
1: All right well I appreciate uh people like you John and you know everybody out there um I always say this um and I genuinely mean it um uh you know Nobody works for me. Right. You guys don't work for me. You know, I work for you. So if there's anything out there we can do for you from an organization standpoint, please don't hesitate to reach out. Google the foundation for sarcoidosis research. You know, there's an info app button. We will make sure that your questions get answered. Um, And thank you, John, again, for having me on your podcast, uh, for probably taking time out of your busy day to have me on here. Um, And if there's anything we can do, please don't hesitate to reach out. Um, We'll be here for you, each and every one of you. Thank you. zombie just feeding it,
0: so some great takeaways from Manny's discussion first of all Manny thank you for your service I always like to say that to our veterans and I know you've been in it and you've seen it all and uh, and you've been over there protecting our country and all the freedoms that we appreciate here in the United States. And when you look at what's going on in Israel right now, uh, you just really appreciate the lives that we have here uh, in the United States. And that uh, that is not free. As they say, freedom isn't free. So thank you for your service. And thanks for helping guide all of us in our journeys and for helping set up a, a network of places where we can turn to help if we're needed through the Foundation for Sarcoidosis Research. The official Sark Fighter song is called Zombie by Mark Steyer and his band, the White Hot Lizards. Mark is a fellow Sark Fighter. The story behind the lyrics is episode 12. We release the episode, uh, the podcast, every other Monday. As I'm speaking today, yes, he is there, my trusty dog, Dougal. My boxer is curled up on the chair in my office, and Dougal makes my life so much better. The backstory to the founding of the Foundation for Sarcoidosis Research is episode 11 with Andrea and Redding Wilson. Don't forget to follow me on social media, on Facebook and Instagram and Peloton as Sarcfighter. My cycling blog, Carlin the Cyclist, has a section called Cycling with Sarcoidosis. I am way overdue on writing a cycling-specific blog post, and I will get to that as soon as I can. But there's some historic stuff in there, especially when I was going through it. And if uh, if you're a fitness buff and sarcoidosis has given you a setback, maybe you'll find some inspiration through my blog. Also, if you're new here and just trying to figure out what Sark is, try listening to episode two with Dr. Simon Hart. My episode, my story is episode one. I always like hearing from you. So please send me an email it's in the show notes. I always like hearing from our my fellow Sark fighters, and uh, maybe I'll read some of your story on the air. Uh, so please do send an email CarlinAgency at gmail.com. And until next time, keep fighting.
1: Learn to